OTB GAA. What's more knowing to be saying the game is tougher and all that, but you'd never see a hurdle broken, would you? <laughs> <laughs> so broke a good view, man. No, but would you <laughs> subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts? Tommy Welch, it was a Limerick victory. They're the four in a row champions, an unbelievable team, and what a final here today as well. Two fifteen to thirty points in the end. Yeah, unbelievable final. Yeah, you have to say hats off to Limerick and congratulations, Ashling. They were, you know. I think Kilkenny turned the kitchen sink up for the first half and even for probably seven minutes into the second half and they got that goal. You know, everyone was going well for them. They got the goal uh, to go two, 10 to 11 points up and next minute Limerick just took over. So they obviously just stick to the game plan. I see Peter Casey was talking after the game. I'd say he probably got man of the match. He was just saying they've so many... Um, have so many games played where they could uh, they could use as reference points where they were down and they use different scenarios and they just go back on their own experiences they don't have to talk about other teams they just go back on their own experiences and they stuck to the game plan they played around with the ball and I think that was the difference between Limerick today and every other team in, in, in the country for the last couple of years when times get tough they're able to play around with the ball they could say Barcelona with their tick attack football they're able to do that in the hurling tents which could never have been done before so I'm going to take the ball back off you and um, you know I'd say with probably 59-60 minutes gone they were still in the game to Kenny maybe 3 or 4 points in it and then just the last 15 minutes they're just an absolute onslaught yeah looking at the scoreline it didn't feel like that no it absolutely didn't but then looking back on the, the game like Limerick often score whether it's through goals or points that they hit the 30 point uh, mark and that barrier that seems to be where they aim for and in the first half it was 1-9 to 9 points and probably looking back in hindsight that was probably never going to stay going for the full 70 minutes that to beat this Limerick team you would have to score and stay scoring regularly and you know the two, Kilkenny took their two goals very well and a few more, more goal chances Owen Cody had a chance in the first half only half chance um, it was either Mossy or Owen had another chance in the second half or they pulled on a ball but it didn't just connect with it uh, right and the last one then where Alan Murphy had the bat so they had a couple of goal chances but you have to say you can't rely on goal chances to win in All-Ireland um, Limerick I think just all over the field that I'd say six different players score two points or more so which is un- actually two points yeah. and, and Peter Casey scored five from play so when you have that going on like that's incredible as a team like bar Peter Casey scoring we'll say his five points other than that you couldn't say anybody else blew the lights out like they held Galan very well they held Seamus Flanagan well um, Tom Morrissey Garrod Hegarty I'm talking about shooting the, the lights out on the scoreboard they kept them all relatively low there but so many of them scored two points from play and that's a sign of a great team they all trust each other nobody's going for the glory they give it to the, the right man the right position and you know it has benefited them so many times in the past and they did again today um, and what a ferocious battle it was in terms of the intensity how were you feeling at half time because that intensity from Kilkenny was something else in that first half you know they, they were winning they were out in front they were winning those balls the breaking balls they seemed to be winning there was players swarming Limerick players like they were in a good state at that point they were and you hit the nail in the head Ashling, because the see a few Limerick players interviews after the game and they spoke about it at half time they were saying we weren't winning the breaks on our own puckouts or their puckouts and they had to change around that but you see you couldn't keep that going for 70 minutes as you said it was ferocious the, you know and you wonder how did the game open up what changed did Limerick change their game plan did Kilkenny change their game plan and I'm just wondering looking back on that first half probably can't keep that level of intensity like how many times like I said before the game that Kenny would have to push up on the puck outs 
uh, in order to win this game. In the first half, when they put it up to Limerick, they didn't really. They, they brought out ball from but Kenny just took it back off him. And you probably can't do that for 70 minutes. Limerick are so big. They've, you know, probably three lads, six foot five. They've another four or five lads, six foot two, six foot three. So you can't say taking the ball off them, you know, guys of that size. So I just think. Limerick, they have so many players. This is a golden generation for them. Like you're talking about superstars: Kyle Hayes, Dermot Burns, Aaron Galan, Seamus Flanagan, Garrod Hegarty. All these ads, you just can't keep them down for 70 minutes. Uh, I thought Keane Lynch had a, a great game today. Yeah, was he moved then to centre half forward in the second half, and was that maybe a bit of a difference? I thought. Yeah, well, they kind of rotate around all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they're out centre forward. I know, like Keane Lynch was out. He probably does his best work around the middle because you know he doesn't score five six points from play you know normally and, and or regularly what he does is he brings other lads into the game I thought he was brilliant against Galway as well and you know he didn't stand out to probably the supporters or the people watching the game neutrally but when you watch the, the guys that were getting the scores most of us come from him a quick rise in a rock and hand pass it out um, but listen they're, they're done the four in a row now like when you go back think of all the great teams of the past like their own Limerick teams, the Wexford teams of the 50s, the Cork teams of the 40s, the 70s. You go back to the Kenny team of the even the early 1900s. They were winning, you know, numerous All Irelands. The 70s team for Kenny with Eddie Kerr and and um, you know Van Lark and all these fellas. The Kenny team of the 90s. But like they're just rising, rising, and rising, and um, it seems to be only better they're getting. Yeah, can you compare the teams? You know, obviously the team you were on to win four in a row it's only yourselves Cork and now Limerick that have done the four in a row can you compare who is the best or is it impossible to compare it's different years oh, sure, it is impossible they're just an outstanding team even if they don't ever win another All-Ireland they'll go down as one of the best teams ever like you know I thought when we you know Henry is 10 there's a good few of us at 9 many more with 8 All-Irelands I thought that no one ever catches, you know, but it looks like these lads are more than halfway there now, so maybe, you know, they'll go on and win many, many more. But whether they do or not, it's all about it's not all about titles, like just as players that can play the game, like you look at the fundamentals of hurling, to be able to win your own ball is one. They can do that and can do it very uh, better than most. Fitness, sure they're one of the fittest teams I'd say has ever played the game. Hearts, you know, mindsets. They're the best and they seem to be the best at all aspects of the game. But probably a fundamental of the GA which was never there of hurling that was never there before was to play around with the ball. Five yard, ten yard passes. That was always frowned upon in Ireland. You know, the traditionalists and I'm probably one of them, you know, never got great enjoyment out of, uh, of that. But they're after taking that now to a new level. So now if you want to I suppose take down this team or even, you know, win all Ireland's now, I think that's a fourth fundamental that we'll come into it that you may learn whether you like it or not you need to learn how to play a bit I saw in the last five minutes of the All-Ireland semi-final they were playing around with the ball here in front of us in the Hogan stand and I just felt maybe they won't get that so easy in the final but listen they did it again today so when I was playing say in the half-back line you could give your fella three or four yards probably could give him ten yards so they wouldn't pass him the ball they'd launch the ball into the full forward line now if you're playing out there if you give him a metre they'll give him the ball and um, that's what they're so good at and I think they're generational players you know like we thought some teams would never ever lose again the great Dublin team the Kerry Golden years with Spillane and Jack O'Shea and Mikey Sheehy John Egan the bomber you think they're never well, I think that Limerick squad at the moment they are generational like uh, back looking at their team like Nicky Quaid one of the best goalkeepers ever 
Um, Barry Nash is just after turning into an absolute super cornerback. Uh, Dearma Burns like 8 points again today 7 frees Kyle Hayes phenomenal again when he was needed today Keane Lynch like the wizard I think his ball winning ability is just off the charts Garod Hegarty in the second half was brilliant David Reedy whilst he was quite scored 2 points again from play and saved it and crucial at the end and this, they scored a lot of scores in the last 15 minutes that turned it from a, maybe a 4 point victory into what it was One of the big battles of the day was Hugh Lawler and Aaron Galan. I thought you did brilliantly. What a player he's turned to be. Yeah, he was fantastic. And Hugh Lawler is, has been one of our best players, if not our best player, over the last three or four years. He's just turned into the go-to man, and we all felt that to mark the, the inside full forward line for, for, for Limerick, you need to have pace. But when you're against Gillan, you need strength as well. And I thought Hugh Lawler had, had both of them, and it was a great matchup, great battle. Gillan did, did well enough as well in fairness, but I thought Hugh was outstanding. Flanagan, I thought young Tommy did a, a great job in Flanagan. Like Flanagan throughout the whole Munster Championship campaign, was he was keeping Limerick in it when everyone else was, was playing you know, below the level expected of him and that they expected of themselves. Flanagan was super, and uh, Peter Casey as well. And Pierre Casey kind of took, took into it there in the second half. But I think they, they, they can be proud of themselves, the, the Kenny backline. Yeah, there was a moment, I think it was around the 50th minute, and you clean caught a ball in here and you just said, yeah, like he gave out a bit of a shout and it just yeah. reminded me of you, you know, your, your type of playing. And you don't get to see it maybe too often because there's players in swarming around you, but he clean caught it really well and he got out out through the defence and out with the ball and it was nice to see that it was a big moment as well yeah it was a big moment and I, I had it down as a moment you know you're always writing down moments that could be the one that yeah. started the charge and it was a diagonal ball and if you remember Galan, you can't let him in behind you and he had let him in behind him but that's why I was so excited is that he went back and caught it in front of Galan. but uh, if you fast forward about 30 seconds then Galan won the next ball so that's a sign of, you know, yeah. a great player too. But no, Hugh Lawler is absolutely outstanding. And, um, you know, Kilkenny will depend on him if they're to go forward in years to come. Tom Phelan, I thought, was another Kilkenny player that, that really stood up today. And it's his first All-Ireland. He'll take a lot from that. Yeah, first All-Ireland. He was the only player playing in his first All-Ireland today, Ashling, And we had a funny exchange there in the second half. And you said he was having a good game. And I said, it'll be his last but uh, you were talking about Tom Field and I was talking about John Keane and the referee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you said to me that, yeah, it'll be his last. And I said, Jesus, that is the harshest thing that I think Tommy Walsh has ever said to me. And you said, yeah, his last, he's 50. And I said, what? And then I just clicked in. <laughs> she gave me that look, so I wasn't going to say it again. But yeah, no, listen, John Keane, and I, I thought you were talking about John. And he was having a brilliant game. Mm. And I thought, listen, the, after the Munster final last year, he let the game flow and never got another game for the rest of the year. And got the final today. And you're wondering, will he be the John Keenan because he was supposed to be by all accounts a very good hurler himself and so you can play both sides of it the referee which also know what's going through the player's mind this is a, a nervous occasion a tough occasion people spend their whole lives trying to play here and he played it with common sense and there was no dirt in that game there was no nasty exchanges it was just man on man and there was tough you know physical battles at different times but you know not everything in the spirit of the game and I thought John Keenan was just absolutely wonderful today and as I said it, it was his last game because he is 50 years of age and um, not to be telling everyone his age so many times here but he was super and you know well capable of, of, of refereeing the All-Ireland final Yeah there was incredible scenes here after obviously when we seen Keane Lynch go up and lift the Lee McCarthy along with Declan Hannan and then we saw John Coyley go up and, and he had his moment 
and he really had a moment maybe a little bit more than previous years you know he, he stayed up there for a little while and he had a bit of a dance with the cup you know with something we don't always see no it isn't and isn't it wonderful to see because these managers i suppose you expect them so many times to be serious and give the the, you know, the dull answers to any questions he might be asking of them, but to see a lad out there and just let the emotions because we were even saying you know, he was even able to dance to the beat with the cup, which <laughs> it mustn't be his first rodeo. Uh, see him tonight, I think they've, uh, they're down in the woodlands tonight down in Limerick, I think they've a private party and private celebration and sure there'll be plenty more dancing tonight, but listen, Kylie I said it earlier on, I'll say it again, he's the master of psychology, he knows how to get the best out of his players, he knows how to, I suppose, even keep a, you know, a little tie on, on the supporters. He gave them a few you know, speeches over the years to leave the players alone, let them prepare for their All-Ireland final back in 2018, and he's just able to get a handle on all of them. Then he lets them off and do their own thing for, for, for the winter, and uh, yeah, he celebrated, and it was nice to see he went up and got Joe McKenna gave him the cup he went up farther and gave it to J.B. McManus gave him the cup so it's very much a you know kind of a team kind of an effort and Paul Canurk is the amazing one really isn't he we never see him yeah you know I see him out there with his children you know out on the pitch there walking around after the game and um, you know you just don't see him and that's a job for you now actually to get an interview out of him but yeah because he seems to be you know like his his, his, his nail on the put you know he's he's there with clear teams in the past he's been with football teams he's been with academies and he's able to get the best out of them all mm. and uh, you know an intriguing character yeah you heard Keane in a speech you know and it was one of the first people that he mentioned and everything that he's done for them and his knowledge surprises them every day. He said something along the lines of that, and you could really see, okay, he's he's a massive difference here. Yeah, he must be like you know, and doesn't make, doesn't make things too complicated. Yeah. Like we've seen Limerick over the years, they still don't come up with mad tactics or anything. Now, I'd love to find out what have the different game plans maybe during the game, but I'd say they're simple enough, mm-hmm. and uh, most of it revolves around just moving and finding a lad in the summon around there if, if one lad is free look around again you'll see someone else uh, just give him the ball but seems to be simple enough but probably puts in huge amount of effort to devise these game plans and as regards in, in the training session so that you play that becomes you know instinctive then on, on the day of a game but no Paul Kinnerk has had huge success with his team and you know I remember asking a bit about him down around Limerick and Clare and by all accounts he's a genius you know even outside of the, the coaching and what about the atmosphere here today? You know, the two of us looked at each other just as the game was about to begin and we said, whoa, oh, definitely for me, Jesus, it made you feel alive. It was something else. Yeah, it was one of the best atmospheres I've been at now in a long, long time. You know, we're especially here, we're down near the supporters in the upper deck. Many times, you know, during the season, there's no real crowd up here. It's all downstairs. But today we were right in the middle of it and it was wow. From the min- I suppose from about five past three when the, when the teams came out in the field, it was just every time and sometimes you wonder will the supporters stay coming because Limerick are here all the time Kenny are here a lot of time as well but Dublin has been full since about 11 o'clock this morning and um, people love All-Ireland final day and how would you sum up the season then have you been impressed and have you enjoyed it yeah I've enjoyed it thoroughly I thought but the Munster campaign was outstanding every game was better than it's the next the highlight for me was the Gaelic Crowns. I was down to that one for the first one with Clare and Limerick. I thought the atmosphere was just off the chart, similar to today. And then the Leinster, you know, you had Wexford beating Kilkenny in Wexford Park to stay out of, the, say, in the Lee McCarthy Cup. You had Westmead beating Wexford. So I saw many highlights during the season. The semi-finals then, you know, Kilkenny and Clare was a cracker. 
but um, I think the final law is hurling people love and will respect great players and great teams and you're just looking out here today you just have to look on and, and admire what we've seen yeah I got to speak to some of the fans before the game and really I got I just asked them what does hurling mean to you and that was probably one of the best answers you know they, they went into like exactly what it means to them coming here to Crow Park getting days out in Crow Park it doesn't happen for every county you know probably Limerick and Kilkenny have been lucky Kilkenny definitely down for the years but what does hurling mean to you Tommy? Yeah, sure, listen, hurling just means everybody together. Like, it's the spirit of the whole thing, really, Ashling. Um, like, I never got too carried away with regards, you know, the preparation, looking at your diet, looking at your gym, looking at analysing other players, what way they move and that. My enjoyment of the game was everything was meeting the lads, um, giving it absolute socks for that training session, shaking hands after it, on you go after it, have a laugh, have a joke. Depends on the time of season, you might have a few pints or, or in the winter, but it was the camaraderie, the friendships. And I think it was Dervil O'Rourke did an interview many years ago. And like I know there was often, I suppose, from the likes of the Olympic athletes, they probably mightn't have understood how the G maybe, you know, got so much funding in that. But then I think when she went down with her own kids or her family to play in GA clubs she saw them what it was all about that's not just about the big days in Crow Park it's Tuesday it's Wednesday it's Friday you're down the field your young lads might be playing you might be coaching the team you have a bit of crack there but if you're not you're out with the other parents you're either walking around the walkway or just having the chat but it gives you something to do all week that when you're sitting down of a Monday right I'm in the field and Tuesday I'm there on Friday if something out of a game Sunday right you're going down to Parky Cueve or Nolan Park or the club grounds or wherever you may go to bars and that's what it's about. It's just the people and friendships and the camaraderie. And like my memories of say winning all earns here, it's not the medals. It's it's you know the hugs with lads. Like I, that's why watching John Kiley dance around there, I'm delighted to see that. Like that's what it's all about. Like if you can't enjoy those moments, what's the point in even playing? I seen them going around with, with, with babies. It's, you know it's. Uh, you know, five or six of them going round, they're holding their young lads around Coal Park. Like, that's magical to see. Brothers see Mike Casey and Peter Casey hugging each other, coming out probably seeing family members in the in the stand. That's what it means, you know, it means. And, like, there was, still around, there was 30 clubs representing in that all in in both panels. So 15 clubs represented at Limerick, 15. Every one of them clubs are so proud of the players. I'm on the other side now, so we had five players, say, involved with Kenny. They're so proud of them. And you're hoping one of them plays or scores, it comes on. And, and that's what I'm sure it's the same for every club.